I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, folks. Uh, This week, our Feel Good Friday episode is extra special. Uh, We are bringing to you the opening segment from our recording, our live recording with Dr. Gabor Mate from Vancouver. Um, We're not actually going to go into the episode with Dr. Gabor Mate. You're going to have to wait for that one. But uh, this is the uh, the 30-minute segment that we did prior to bringing him on stage. So just keep that in mind. Uh, as you await the Gabor Mate episode, just remember that the content that we speak about in this Feel Good Friday episode is what we spoke about at the Gabor Mate show. Um, <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? Uh, we hope you enjoy this. It was such an incredible time. Vancouver, God damn, we love coming to your city. Um, and we love each and every one of you for coming out to the show and supporting us. And, uh, and for everybody who's been supporting the show uh, over the years, we love you too. So enjoy this and uh, stay tuned. Gabor Mate's episode, we're going to be dropping it, you know, in due time. And uh, it, was, it was an unbelievable recording. That guy is amazing. And I hope one day he adopts all of us. And by all of us, I mean all, every one of us, even you listening to this and everyone you know. Uh, I just want him to be the world's daddy. Okay, I'm going to shut up now and uh, enjoy this special Feel Good Friday. Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you. Sick Boy Podcast. Get out, you boy, break your power. You get off this nation. You boy, break your power. You boy, break it out. You boy, break your power. You get off this nation. You boy, break your power. You boy, break it out. God. No more. 
fucking stupidest video I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Vancouver. Vancouver. God, I, love, I love this city. I love doing live shows in this city. Thank you it's all so much for showing up. Um, I want to start off by just asking really quickly, even though I can't see a fucking thing. Um, by a round of applause. There, I can hear. Uh, by a round of applause. How many of you have uh, have no fucking clue what Sick Boy Podcast is? I, I had a feeling. <laughs> How many of you know who Gabor Mate might be? All right, well, fuck us then. Okay, all right. God damn it. Well, then this will be very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so a huge disappointment for the next thirty minutes. I'll tell you that right now. Um, to give you uh, to give you a little bit of insight into who we are uh, for the folks that don't know. Actually, just for my own ego, how many how many of you do know Sick Boy Podcast? <laughs> hey, yeah. All right, sounds a, about fifty fifty. Yeah. yeah, guys, look yeah. at us. Yeah. Look at us. That's yeah. a, that was a pretty good cheer. God, we're good. Um, so if you aren't aware, if you're one of the folks that showed up for Gabor, I get it. Um, uh, we are, uh, I'm Brian, I'm, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. Wow, I didn't see that Let's coming. Just, let's just I'm lie Brian. to them. Let's lie to them. I'm Jeremy. I'm Brian. And I'm Taylor. And uh, we're the hosts of a podcast called Safeway. And uh, to, to keep this kind of short, uh, the podcast started about 10 years ago. And the whole idea of the podcast was that it was a, a podcast where three best friends sit down and have conversations with people living with illness. Um, and it all stems from the fact that I live with cystic fibrosis. Um, and the, the twist to the podcast was that it's a podcast where we talk about living with illness, but it's a comedy podcast. And so we're trying to find the, the humor and the laughter and the levity that exists within the human experience of being sick. Um, and over the last 10 years, or nine years, I guess, since we've started doing it, the show's evolved. And we started to, uh, to speak to not only people who are living with illness, but also people who are on the other side of illness, like clinicians and researchers and um, you know, un anyone under the umbrella of like healthcare professionals. And so that's where we find ourselves today. Uh, we publish three episodes a week. Uh, Mondays are reserved for those folks who are having the lived experience, you know, the patient perspective. Tuesday, uh, Wednesdays, we speak to the, you know, the professionals under the sphere of health, uh, like Dr. Gabor Mate. He would fit under that. And, and Friday. And Friday is uh, what you're going to get a little taste of that right now. So Friday episodes are what we call Feel Good Friday. And this, this was born... Uh, through this little, little known thing uh, called COVID-19. Uh, you might have heard of it. Um, and it was kind of an opportunity for us to go, look, the world sucks right now. And uh, we want to like inject a little bit of levity and humor into your life as you go into the weekend. So we do these episodes called Feel Good Friday episodes. And the idea is that the three of us sit down and we just talk about the weird and wild and wacky um, uh, things that are happening in the world and the news of, of health. Which it turns out there's a lot of weird things. There is no shortage of oh my God. really mind-blowing, weird uh, medical it stuff. It gets very weird, and we're going to get super very weird. weird tonight uh, because I've got some stuff uh, prepped here. And, uh, and so we're going to do this for about 30 minutes, and then, uh, and then we're going to get everyone's favorite hometown hero up on the stage uh, for a little, a little 
in-house therapy session for everyone, okay? Um, so so to, do this, to do this right, and by right, I mean we're recording this and we're going to publish it to the world, uh, and there's some, there's some housekeeping that we need to do, which is I am going to need from all of you, uh, I need you to react as though you know the podcast, okay? And, uh, and I'm going to do this thing that I do every week, which is I am going to intro the show, but I only get one take. <laughs> so if I fuck it up, uh, that's the way that it goes onto the show. So with that, I am going to say, so we're going to try this, right? I'm going to say, welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick, live from Vancouver. And when I say Vancouver, you Blow the roof off this motherfucker. I mean, like, just make sure that anybody who didn't get a ticket or who's walking by outside or anybody who was at that soccer game that apparently was, like, making traffic really bad, hear it and go, God damn it. God, I went to Christine Sinclair's last game. Yeah. I could have been here. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so let's, we'll test it out, okay? Vancouver. <laughs> Don't even need to try it again. That was fucking great. All right, here we go. Got it. So, I just want to make sure I'm recording. Okay, I am. Here we go. All right, ready? Fuck this up, Jerry. Got it. You got it. Okay. Welcome to A Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Live from downtown Vancouver. And we're going to fuck shit up. Let's have fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing. I did. I did. You said you said a sick boy podcast. I, I did. I which did. is like in the podcasting world, it's Fuck. like that was weird. that was an improvement from getting your name wrong earlier, though. <laughs> you forgot your name at the very beginning. So we're improving. We're improving. By the time we get to Gabor, it's going to be super enlightening. I've only had one drink too, so this is just going downhill yep. quick. Yep. yep. By the sip. Um. All right. Well, let's get into it, guys. Uh, we've met, we've met some new friends. Thank you for coming out. We we think you're all wonderful, and uh, and we hope that you don't. Uh, that you don't hate us by the end of this, the people who don't know us. Yeah. Um, and, and for the people who are in the audience who are probably actually for real going to hate us for the next, like, 15 minutes at least, um, let's talk about phobias, okay? Mm. I don't want to talk I about know, this. Brian, I Brian, know, Brian. Brian very much resisted this piece. And I mean, it seemed like when we were talking about putting this, this piece together, it occurred to me that every time we talk about phobias, <laughs> Brian... Subscribes to that phobia. That's right. Brian it's has, not every Brian time. Brian has a library of phobias that I, being his friend for 23 years now, I've never heard of. I just want to say that I'm sure that there are people in this room that will feel the fact that I empathize with them when you introduce this topic. Well, Brian... Brian's our local empath. Yeah, statistically, <laughs> statistically speaking, you are right. Um, how many people... So here's a question, uh, and, and feel free to make noise. I, I, you know, we're, we very much in, encourage uh, audience participation here. How many of you in the audience would say that you identify with the fact that you can like pinpoint a phobia that you have? Round of applause. Okay. There are so many people who are going to find out that oh, they have fuck, one tonight. I know, I know. Okay, uh, for yeah. the people that, that are, aren't shy, who just clap their hands, let me know. Like, what, are the, what phobias are we talking about here? Rats? Rats. I heard rats. rats okay. makes sense. A little louder? Snakes. 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 Okay. 
Oh no! Wait, wait, sorry. What is it? Oh no! Close your eyes. Okay. So we had I had I had rats and snakes. We have creepy crawlies. Okay, sure. Uh, any other like interesting ones that might not like? Cotton balls. Okay. That you, is well, super interesting. Really want yeah, to know more about so that. So come talk to us after. We got some doctors that might actually be able to help you. Um, what, what was, was it? Hummus. Hummus? Wow. That is super fu- interesting. Sorry, I didn't say allergy. <laughs> is it the chickpea or is it the form of yeah. hummus? Yeah. Hummus. Yeah. Hummus. Hamas? <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I was, like, I was reminded of that scene in Bruno when he said that. I know, down. I know. And, 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 and the reason we were silent there is because I think all three of us had the same idea and we were a little bit scared of saying it. So, like, we're all let's just let, let's, uh, move on. We're keeping, uh, keeping okay. it moving I'm, forward. What, what I'm most afraid about, though, is that I heard somebody say they, a very Someone specific said one. Trypophobia. Okay, so let's start with, uh, we'll start with this right here. Uh, trypophobia. If anybody has trypophobia, I'm so fucking sorry. Here's the thing. My partner has it, and she's here. And right now she's in the green room um, just hanging out and chatting with, uh, with Dr. Gabramate. So she doesn't have to deal with this bullshit. Um, but if you do have trypophobia, Close your eyes. don't feel the need to look at the screen. If you don't have trypophobia, you might find out tonight that you do. Um, so, trypophobia for people who do not know. How many round of applause? How many people know what it is? Yeah, that's a that's that's so more than I thought. It is a phobia where seeing a particular image, a p- particular type of image, makes you feel very uneasy, unexpectedly nauseous, uh, or even terrified. So again, um, I, I this is the thing. I don't want this to occur. Okay, so if you have it. You don't have to look at the screen. You can look at your lap. You can listen. Um, but I just don't want to f- this, you know. Larry, you won't let go of me. Oh, Bring out the olive. <laughs> God damn it. That's my favorite video on the internet. I actually, um, I, I actually, you guys know that I, I get that. You actually, yeah. Taylor has a, Taylor, you don't have a phobia. You just fucking hate I just hate fucking olives. hate olives. Yeah. Um, so, it is estimated that a, that twenty percent of the population have a phobia to the visual of closely packed holes. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Wow. Oh visceral. yeah. Visceral. <laughs> I, I hope hear you. I, we, ha- we do have some mics that are aimed at the audience, and I think this mic literally was aimed down your throat when you made that noise. Holy, that's great. That's going to be good content. <laughs> that's good. That's high quality. So according to uh, Dr. Jeff Cole... I'm actually so sorry. Uh, one, of the, one of the first scientists to actually just study the disorder, uh, he thinks that we all have a form of uh, trypophobia, but just to different degrees. So like we're, we're all on the spectrum somewhere. Which that I, I that do. makes sense. It does, yeah, but I don't know. Because like, I, I, I have zero problem with it. It doesn't... It does, uh, well, we haven't seen a photo. We haven't yet, seen it. But yet. the photo. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it up. If you describe it to me, when you. Is it up? When no, you no. Just, when you describe it to me, I go, I don't get that at all. That yeah. makes no sense to me. But when I see a photo, I go, okay, I understand. You know, it's so, I don't feel nauseous, but I get why people yeah. would. The crazy, so, the crazy thing that's happening in my brain right now is I'm scanning the room and I'm looking like at the speaker holes there and your microphone holes and like the oh, holes on the grid yeah, right. over there. Jesus oh, Christ, Brian, it, you're right. They're and, fucking God, God, and The I, world is and made I'm of holes. It, <laughs> I'm seeing it everywhere. And I really don't so, like it. 
Um, so 20% of the population have a form of trypophobia, but according to Dr. Cole, he thinks that everybody's on the spectrum. One in five people, according to statistics, have severe trypophobia, right? One in five? Uh, which is double the estimated amount of people who are prone to claustrophobia, which I feel like is a pretty common one. Um, according to Cole, the reason why is essentially because nobody was aware that this was even a phobia until the, the development of the internet, okay? Which is very interesting. We'll yeah. get to that. So what has been discovered so far? Is trypophobia real phobia? Well, Brian, you would probably say yes, and I'm sure there's some totally. people in the audience that would agree. Um, there are people that are very skeptical about the idea of trypophobia being real. That's uh, because it, they don't have it. it well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, yes. And it's a phobia that came into prominence through chat rooms online in the early 2000s. And uh, its name uh, comes from the Greek word for boring holes and fear. Uh, it emerged, that, that in and of itself, the name of the phobia emerged from the internet and chat rooms. Oh, it was not like an identified nope. until the internet That's came around. That's right. Okay. Yep. So, however, uh, despite the questionable beginnings, Cole has shown that images with high contrasts between dark and light repeated many times in a field of view, about three times per centimeter at arm's length. So this is very specific. This is very specific. <laughs> Can have a very real impact on people's bodies. Here's your trigger warning. It's up there. I'm going to go into it. Here we go. Let's hear. And if you have trypophobia, just watch so we can get the content. <laughs> no, don't. Do so there's there's one image. Do it for the content. Right? It's not so bad, right? It's a, it's a fruit, I You think. know what? It, but I think what's weird is that it looks like there's little bugs inside. I think that's the And thing. they might crawl out and get that's you. That's the thing that makes, yeah. That's the thing that does yeah. it. Bring out the olives. <laughs> um, here's, here's another one. Okay. Yeah, that one's fine. My reaction, how many people fucking hate this? We no can't one. see Yeah, you, there we so. go. See, this is bullshit. No one's got trypophobia. <laughs> oh, the, how about this one? one? Bad. Right? Yeah, it's worse because no one likes fucking arrow bars. That's why. Hey, I, I, Who's eating arrow? I, I love arrow bars. It's just a bunch of chocolate air. It does look nice. Yeah, Thank honeycomb. You. Honeycomb's a bad... Oh, okay, so honeycomb gets you. Oh, wow, terrible. Okay, all right. Interesting. No, that one's not that bad would, for me. Well, because this honey, one. Honey, oh, oh. <laughs> that... That that brought in m multiple new dimensions. Now I do. Now here here's the thing. I will. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna t I'll put it off. There's something interesting about that reaction because I want to get into where they think that this stems from, and and that is kind of one of the things. So that's very interesting. This for is a science experiment, y'all. For me, it's very. For me, the skin like skin is the definitely skin's like, that's a, it, brings okay. it, it brings it to a new now. I, I, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it, but I really yeah, want you to. I, get it. I, I really want you guys to buckle up for this next one. I'm very sorry. Is, any, is everyone okay? We're good. Okay. Is that Shia LaBeouf? It is. So, um, Cole, uh, Cole, the doctor, he also defines trypophobia as a mental disorder. Obviously, uh, he said, think of it as the visual equivalent of somebody scratching their nails down a chalkboard. Ooh. The brain doesn't like these, these neural spikes that the images create. So what causes trypophobia? So we don't know, but there are theories. And this is where I thought it was very interesting about the skin thing. So the theories are, there's a, there's a number of them. I'm going to try to get this. Uh, aposemitism, the aposemitism theory, okay? So this is the theory that originally was put forward by Dr. Cole. And it, 
it uh, proposes that humans have evolved to be fearful of such patterns as they are usually seen on poisonous animals or food. So here's an example, right? Like you see the, this, whatever this is, uh, it's some kind of amphibian uh, that apparently could kill you, right? So there's, you can see the like, the, I don't know, the dots and the, it's so cute. I can't fucking, I, it I is can't very get behind cute. it. Yeah. Uh, so the poisonous dart, dart frog, right? They think it maybe it's some sort of biological thing. I don't know. Uh, the next one is the pathological theory. Uh, so this is, uh, like the above, the explanation suggests that trypophobia is an evolutionary adaptation, as many skin diseases have trypophobic traits. So humans have evolved to pay attention to these patterns. And it, in, in uh, Cole's words, quote, in this way, it's possible that trypophobic reaction keeps us alert to any illness, either on ourselves or others. So that's the one that I thought was very interesting because when you guys saw the nasty skin, it, it like really ramps it up. It really ra it ramped it up even for the people who didn't give a fuck about trypophobia, right? <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that was an AI-generated image, so who knows? This is, I think we're really muddying the waters here. Uh, we've got two more, so let's blast through them. We've got the visual stress theory. Uh, the current favorite of researchers like Cole, this theory proposes that we can't quite be sure what causes it, that trypophobia serves no functional purpose and has no solid evolutionary adaptation. So basically, it's just like... It's just weird. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like, but we don't... It's well, like all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them out. Uh, and then the final one, and this is the one that I, I think is really interesting, the internet meme theory. So what if trypophobia didn't even exist at all before it became big in internet forms? This is what I know. We're looking at Brian here because... Uh, it, but, 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 but to that point, they're, they're not saying that it's not real. They're, they're saying, saying this exists, yeah. but it only exists because of the meme that it became. Right. right? So like if you get, if you, like, like the fact that we are here, if, let's say that there was nobody in this room that knew what this was, and we tell you that this is what this is, then we just like imbue you with this idea. That's that, right. That we, it exists. So we are guys. contributing to just we're doling out phobias, guys. Folks, <laughs> yeah, like this yeah, is like, guys, like you guys, get a phobia. Yeah. You <laughs> get a phobia, <laughs> guys. That's so Brian dumb. Gets ten phobias. <laughs> that is so dumb. Well, what do you think? Because, what are your What are your Because thoughts? I didn't see a meme and then go, oh, I don't like that now. How do you I know, dude? This is you. Like you're just going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are a doom scroller. <laughs> no. He just goes by fifty phobias, and then when we bring them up, he goes, well, I got it. <laughs> That's how Brian got ADHD. That is not true. Is not TikTok. True. TikTok. TikTok told me I had ADHD, TikTok so I, I got ADHD. Just because it serves as a support system doesn't mean it's the cause. Brian, Brian, just, turned, Brian just tuned into some Viagra boys and was like... He's like, I got that. I got that. I love that song. I fucking got that. All right, well, what are your thoughts, though? I, I do want to know. Uh... I, I don't know. I think I think it's an evolutionary trait. Yeah. So definitely the second one because the third one seems dismissive. It seems like yeah. like we're just like, well, we don't know where it came from, so it's not real. Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay. I don't know if that's dismissive. I think it's just like science doesn't know yet. But sure. Yeah, it sounds kind of like uh you sound like the people who deny that depression exists. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> You do. For a moment, I was like, who does that? And then I realized that lots <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, we've heard yeah. it a lot. Yeah. We've heard it a lot. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Shout it out. Who, like, does, anyone, does anyone feel like they're like, I know? I have a thing. Yeah? What, you have a thing. I don't believe in the meme thing. My don't believe in the meme thing. Got it. I feel My you. husband bought me a vase. Husband bought you a vase. I'm just saying this so that everybody else hears you. With a pattern. 
with a pattern that made me want to barf. That made you want to barf. And then my friend was a psychologist. And so she barfed in the vase. <laughs> And then drank it. Wow, this is wow, this is going. Whoa! Wait, 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 wait. Whoa. You said your friends a psychologist though, and yeah. And so um, Z's serotonins or Z's out there um, actually told me about the phobia. Trypophobia. And right. I had no idea before. But now you right. know. And then I was like, well, that explains my very right. Right. Interesting. Well, exactly. Wanna, you I didn't wanna... see any memes first no. that like taught yeah. you that you should be afraid yeah. of it. Hey, maybe it's a maybe yeah. it's a mix of well, all of them. What, what's I, your name? What's your name? Kate. Kate? Yeah. Everyone, just... give Kate a round of applause for not walking the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Also, by the way, Kate, you are just a more evolved person. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's just you've yeah you've evolved. Yeah. That I makes feel total. You. That I makes do. total sense. My back is to the screen for a reason. We yeah. applaud you and also apologize. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, let's uh, let's move right on. Um, let's. Uh, one of my favorite things to do on on the show is give the guys a little history lesson. Uh, for folks who aren't familiar, who aren't aware, our the history of health, uh, the history of healthcare, the history of the way that we treated illness is horrifyingly fascinating and um and i want to talk about something that i came across which is a a disease that was running rampant in the 19th century uh it is called and i might butcher this spermatoria spermatoria s-p-e-r-m think about the root word spermatoria so back in the 1800s there was a uh this is a type of hysteria uh, there was a hysteria over the de- disease called spermatorrhea, which is the excessive discharge of sperm caused by illicit or excessive sexual activities. Uh, and there were some harsh and very extreme cures to this affliction. Uh, nowadays, it is fairly unlikely that you would hear about the disease. And the reason for that is because, uh, not, not because we found a cure, but because uh, it never existed. <laughs> so hold on, can I, I ask a clarifying question? Yeah, oh, and I know what you're going to ask. Uh, so the disease was defined <laughs> by just yep. the sperm coming out and it, not the act, and not like the, the the activities that lead to it. <laughs> it was literally just like I'm horny and I'm not okay. I'm like picturing I'm picturing it as they're like he can't stop coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and we don't know why. Yeah, that is... Uh, is it the sex? It's, uh, yeah. It, it. I'm going to come. Um, so, <laughs> he said so, that. So, um, so for anybody who, like, who doesn't, who hasn't, it hasn't clicked yet, um, I actually found a, uh, a, I found some footage of spermatoria happening in real life. So here we go. <laughs> And, and the interesting part here is you can see it the moment it happens. 
Here it comes. <laughs> Spermateria. Oh. All right. That's fucking great. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. You didn't, you didn't, didn't notice the Spermateria <laughs> when you watched Forrest no, Gump for the first time? I didn't see it before the show. Right. So I really, and I can't remember that scene, so that yeah. was very funny. So here, here we go. Uh, let's, let's blast through this. We are so over time. Uh, the origins of Spermateria. Spermateria uh, was more of a cultural phenomenon during the Victorian era. Uh, a and a disease it was not. Uh, it wasn't real. Uh, the first mentions of this condition uh, in the public and professional setting we're back in the 1840s, and the original influencer of the following trend was Claude Francois Lelemain, uh, who, uh, whose job. work titled, quote, A Practical Treatise on the Causes, Symptoms, and Treatment of Spermatorrhea, <laughs> was translated in 1847. Now, it was originally thought of as a separate sexual disease with its own symptoms, but later described as a symptom of excessive seminal discharge, as we just saw right there. Uh, overall, it was, brought, it was thought to have two stages, okay? So the first was excessive, I'm so sorry, everybody, excessive <laughs> leakage. Pre-cum. Uh, so we're That's talking pre-cum. homophobia of that word. <laughs> so, uh, and this leakage was like, you know, from the result of like wet dreams and premature ejaculation. And then the second was how the body reacted when it, when, the word was, they use is when exhausted. Um, so, uh, uh, so depression, impotence, shrinking testicles, and semen in the urine. Which is like, See, every time I jerk off. Like, I mean, like, whenever I masturbate, I'm done, and I'm depressed, and I'm impotent, and I shrink, and I have cum in my pee. Um, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, Gabor Mate will be out in, in no time, okay? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. You're not oh going to want to miss it. So the causes, this is my favorite part, the causes of the diseases, at least when I say the causes of the diseases, I don't mean these are the causes of the diseases. I mean, this is what they thought the causes of the diseases were. Uh, and, and I think they were onto something here. Uh, we have... <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Flannel trousers is one. <laughs> Wait for it. What was the year? What, what year are we talking about? Uh, we're talking 1800s, 1840. Okay. Uh, flannel trousers could be the cause. Uh, sleeping on one's back could be a cause. Soft beds. <laughs> Too soft. Uh, sitting in front of a fire. All of those things sound amazing. Yeah, well, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get the juices too, flowing, too, right? Too amazing. Too yeah. amazing. Uh, Excess reading of sentimental literature. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Sitting on a railway carriage. Uh, in one case, someone ejaculated twice on a train because he was sitting instead of standing. Stupid. Uh, that's like the olden times version of airplane boners. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. that's that. That's. Uh, it's, I love that someone said, like, what? Someone said what? Airplane yeah. boners. Air, uh, they're a thing. Those are people without penises that uh, don't realize that those are things. However, yeah. the most ex experts at the time concluded that masturbation was the cause. Uh, so, I decided to look up some 19th century erotic poetry because um, I was like, okay, like sentimental literature. What? What was that back then? Like, I want to know, like, what? What's the? What is the? you know, the 19th century version of, um, of erotic fiction, um, which Brian loves. And so I want to, I want to, if you would, if you would allow me, I'd like to read a little 19th century Is that going to be okay for him? 
Can, can I, I go put Brian? my flannel pajamas <laughs> yeah, right. on first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we light a fire and get this guy a soft bed? <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to try to write, read this in the, the, uh, the best RP that I can. She dropped a tear more rare than pearl, then sucked their fruit globes fair and red. Sweeter than honey from the rock, stronger than man rejoicing. Wine. Clearer than water flowed that juice. She never tasted such before. How should it cloy with length of use? She sucked and sucked and sucked the more fruits which that unknown orchard bore. Then she sucked until her lips were sore. Uh, I am shocked by that. I, I have a bigger phobia of that yeah. than yeah. I do of trypophobia. Multiple that's... phobias developing throughout the night. And that's yeah. fair. So what was the cure? That was alarming. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, thank you. And thank you all so much. You can clap, it's okay. <laughs> Don't fucking clap. Jared went to that. theater school. <laughs> I dropped out. Um, so what was the cure? How do we cure spermatorrhea? Well, it's horrifying. Uh, when it came to treating the condition, it was not necessarily mainstream uh, doctors who took the helm, but rather surgeons. And I don't know if you guys know this, but like if you watched uh, um, Sweeney Todd, you know, surgeons were not what they were today. Um, during this time, surgeons were not really seen as the way they are today. And they, they, be, they use this as an opportunity to try to make themselves an expert, expert in the field to improve their social standing. So here we go. The cures for this are, well, I'll start with the kinder cures, okay? Anal leeches. Enemas, laxatives, diuretics, and suppositories. Do you see a pattern? A lot of butt stuff. Something's oh. happening up there. I shove things up my butt. And will they come out? Well, that's half of the fun, cause... All right, um, so <clears throat> these fucking surgeons, man, oh man, I'm starting to question uh, the Everything. preparation that I made for this show. Everything. Um, so there is one particularly torturous sounding cure, uh, which was that the, uh, and th this is re this actually is for real extreme. It's ba okay. You know what? I'm not going to read what I put down. I'll put it this way. It was a Prince Albert, where the jewelry was coated in a toxin. If you don't know what a Prince Albert is, God bless you. God bless your sweet little soul. But here's the interesting part, and this is the part that I, that the re, this is the reason why I put this in and why I feel like maybe it'll come around and people will forgive me. Despite the existence of torture-like cures, there was actually a small group that was able to produce some collections of sec, uh, sexual success stories, and they were members of the Royal College of Surgeons, okay, this group took a more holistic approach where they discussed sexual experiences in the context of relationships with a special interest in the psycho psychological and emotional dimensions of erotic life. And their aim was to try and uh, calm and counsel anxious men to help them return to sexual potency. They also utilized less scary-sounding treatments than those listed above, uh, prescribing tonics, uh, regular exercise, cold baths, and moderate sexual intercourse. In this evolution of the disease, this group of surgeons 
began the process of not condemning their patients, but comfort and minimizing patient anxiety. And despite the imaginary condition, because it wasn't even real in the first place, spermateria did actually help some groups of surgeons to start to understand that sexuality and psychology were very much interconnected. And I think that's fucking go. fascinating, yeah. right? So really- Yeah, <laughs> clap for those surgeons that weren't so really doing what Prince Albert's covered like, in acid. It was, it was just this like, it was just this sort of like muck that we had to trudge through before we started making some real headway. That's it. Into something that mattered. We That's had to it. go through the whole putting a lot of unnecessary things in your butt. <laughs> just like before. Kate, they were evolving. Yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Um, okay. That, that uh, I feel like that very properly warmed up the crowd and gave them a good sense of um, uh, the reasons why maybe they are potentially regretting their choices and where <laughs> they decided to go tonight. Um, but with that... I would like to say that um, uh, we are so elated that you all showed up here tonight. Um, We are really looking forward to having uh, an extraordinarily insightful and eye-opening conversation. Uh, The last time that we had uh, Dr. Gabor Mate on the show, uh, he literally changed one of the three of our lives by opening up our eyes to the fact that uh, even though one of us we're pretty convinced that, uh, that they didn't have any trauma uh, growing up. Uh, he opened our eyes to the fact that actually they did, and uh, they were just suppressing it. So we're looking forward to... Uh, don't look at me. <laughs> that's you. That's you. It was a beautiful okay. moment. It's okay. Don't, it's okay. This is vulnerability, and this is good. Sit in it. Um, so we're looking forward to getting him up here and to, uh, and to potentially diving into some stuff that's going to open up your eyes and open up your hearts and open up your uh, ability to lean into vulnerability because that's something that we find and think is very important. And uh, we're looking forward to doing that with all of you. So what we're going to do is we are going to take uh, a very short intermission to gather ourselves, and in that intermission, I highly implore you uh, and and encourage you, if you feel the need, if you're feeling thirsty, go up to the bar, order yourself a drink, get comfortable, and uh, here's another thing. If you're here with a couple, with, you know, your significant other, if you're here alone, if you're here with a group of friends, take a look around the room while you take, while we take this short intermission, make eye contact with someone that you don't know, and go introduce yourself, and, uh, and get to know that person a little bit so that by the time the show is over and we've all gotten super vulnerable, you can go back up to that person and express to them uh, what you learned, how you feel, and perhaps make a brand new friend that will last for a lifetime. Uh, because you never know. And you if you have know. social anxiety, just look at the floor the entire time. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, so that's with that, okay. Uh, we are going to take a, a, short, uh, a short little break. Get up, take a pee, Go grab a drink, and uh, again, we'll be back with you with Dr. Gabor Mate. Thank you all so much for showing up tonight. We're so stoked.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.